I don't know if I talk and then you talk over there. I'm pretty sure this is the way the stereo thing works on this. You know, this records in stereo. This is the standard one. Yeah, this is good though. I think you have to use the other one to get the binary thing. Uh uh, it does it. When I listen to my demos, sometimes I'm like, oh, that shit's in stereo. Mm. <clears throat> Weird. What are our dates? We're playing in Indianapolis tonight. We're playing in Indianapolis at Union 50 tonight from 10 o'clock to 12.30. We're playing in Paducah, Kentucky tomorrow. Tomorrow. From, I don't know when. I don't know when. From dumb times to dumb times. Yeah, second dinner set, I think. We're watching Chelsea and Manchester United on Sunday morning right after we watch Tottenham Crystal Palace. And then we're driving up to uh, Fort, Wayne. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne, Indiana. We have we're going to do a thing on Monday. We have a pilot for the IPFW. We're doing vids. Uh, new class, new uh, TV show they're we're, doing. We're doing vids. Campus television, yeah. It's going to be dope with John Fischel. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we host a open mic? No. Uh, after that, we're... That's on Tuesday. That's on Monday? Monday. And then Tuesday. I don't think we have anything on Tuesday. Good. I think we have we we're pretty much off until Thursday when the when the when the when we Appleton shows start when we go up to Wisconsin Wisconsin yeah uh, uh, yeah we're off uh, from Monday to to Thursday when the, we're doing Appleton Wisconsin March first second third at the half mile or halfway to mile I think they're calling it halfway to mile cool which I think half mile is a better name yeah but. No one asked me. No, you're not a boss over there. Um, I'm not even. I'm not even middle management. No, and then we play a songwriter thing in Chicago on March fourth. On Sunday. And then we host with your friend. Yeah, with Michelle McGuire. Michelle McGuire. And then and then we host an open mic thingy that Jake runs in on Monday night Fort Fort Fortville at Fox Garden. at Fox Garden. And then we go Which to New Albany. Which basically means we facilitate. The performance of other musicians yeah all night but we'll probably the way we generally do it is do like two songs and then someone comes up and then we do two songs and then yeah. someone comes up and then we do two songs so yeah kind of inter intersperse ourselves so that we can make sure we get as much attention as possible I like that yeah. we need attention what would we do with that then? well I, that's, that's occupational hazard yeah um, and then uh, and then we go down it's a freaking New Albany, Indiana to play Theater Works of Southern Indiana. And uh, that's March 6th. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Tickets are on sale. Um, and then we're done and I fly back to New York and I miss you. Uh, we were just talking about... <coughs> oh, this is a Quintet podcast. I've been sick for a week, but we're having a good time here on the road. We are. Uh, we were just talking about the fact that the FBI like has like implicated a ton of schools. They already took... like. Uh, you, University of Louisville's basketball wins away from 2011 to 2015, including the championship. It makes me so happy. But now it's like Duke, Kansas, Wichita State, UNC, blah, blah, blah. Tons of awesome programs besides Indiana because we're so fresh and so clean about the way we do business. And then I was talking around and I was like, maybe it's not so much that schools are paying the students that's a big deal because like these athletic departments make millions and millions of dollars. Maybe... Uh, you should just pay the kids something and then all this problem would go away like because they're doing all the work you know like how do you not pay a kid for playing like football for Michigan like putting his body on the line and then you like 
I don't know, have a spinal cord injury and literally you got a quote education for that. Like that's not really the handoff that's happening. I don't think not to say that athletes don't use their education, but a lot of times it feels funny. Like, I don't know if Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for UofL goes to class. He doesn't seem very smart. I can't, I think, uh, you know me, first of all, I'm, I'm always down for a discussion that starts with yeah. everyone else is having the wrong argument. That's generally how I, yeah, <laughs> how I work yeah. anyway. Uh, but I think, I think if you, I, I was trying to break it down in my head into something that made sense, trying to find like a parallel yeah. to something else. And I was thinking about work study. Did you have a work study job when you, when you were in school? Yeah, I, built, like, I went, built sets at the scene shop at Ball State. And you went chirp, chirp. And yeah. you went in and just like made your minimum wage or whatever. Yeah. And so the idea being that the school pays you yeah. to provide a service for yeah. them when they need a service provided, right? Yeah. Seems kind of like these yeah. athletes that are making the school. Like, I don't know. I'm not as big a sports fan as you. I, my my sports loves are more streamlined. I yeah. suppose I appreciate a lot of things, but I don't yeah. really follow as much as you do. And I don't really follow follow college sports. Yeah. But I do feel like when you look at it in that context, yeah, like the a student who has a work study job is providing a service to the school that the school needs, and the school is otherwise willing to help that student out in exchange for offering them yeah. help on what they needed done. Whether it be, I did, I worked in the copy room, the duplication department when I was in Marion. That's right. So I did like copies and like, yeah, you know, cutting, cutting paper for pamphlets and all that sort of shit. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure, I don't have the numbers to back it up, but I'm pretty sure these elite athletes are making a lot more money for the school than my like pamphlet cutting was. Yeah. And if I was able to get paid, Should, like even if it's like, even if it's minimum wage yeah. or even if it's like a weekly stipend or some kind of thing to like, just, I don't think, I don't think the school should be obligated to pay them. Yeah. But I think the school should have the opportunity to. I think the there should be I think there should so. be some kind of a setup for like some kind of like a you know a plan for like if we're making blank cuz it's like University of Michigan pays for every other element of the university like everything is paid for by by football money. Like they yeah. make that much money and yeah. I'm kind of like you know that's that's Cool. You're obviously a university and an institution, but like, there's got to be a little, little bit of give back. Well, yeah. The math. Well, the math department is not paying for itself. No. But I mean, isn't that crazy though? Football's paying for it. Yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah. The, like, guess that that's that would be my opinion. Mm-hmm. That if they're providing a service to the school, then it seems like it's a work study job to me, and therefore they should get paid. Yeah. Something. Even if it's just enough to let them not have to have a job or not have to, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's just enough for them to make sure Well, it's kind of like they can't have a job. That's the, that's the yeah. thing that really well, bothers me the most. Time, yeah. Like, if you want to be, you know, if you're playing basketball for UConn, you know, like, you're just in practice all the time. Like, you hardly have time to do school. Yeah, you certainly don't have time to work at Tim Hortons. On yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's, yeah. Someone's got to give there. But at the same time, I'm really happy. Like... What you shouldn't be doing is the U of L thing, where like you're like, "Hey, recruit, welcome to U of L. Here's a hooker." Like you know, yeah, I'm really that's a little that's a much bizarre. Yeah, it's pretty strange. But hey, 
people well, work I'm for not sh- Well, the thing is, the thing is weird about that is that I'm not sure that there needs to be an additional rule for that. Yeah. No hookers. Hookers are already illegal everywhere in Las Vegas. Yeah. So I suppose like the University of Las Vegas. What's that school? UNLV. UNLV. Running rebels. UNLV could probably provide hookers. They, they I'd be okay do. with that. I'd be all right with that. Hooker ring is free there, so look if you want hookers, not free but legal. Yeah. That's where Patino's going to show up next. UNLV. I He's hope like, Patino everything's goes to UNLV. fine now, and I hope he shows up wearing the bright ass blue pimp suits he wore when he coached for UK. Okay, yeah, that was good times. We were also talking about this last night. Who, I was like, who knew how relevant that would end up being, dude? That old boy was wearing pimp suits back in the day, and now he's providing hookers for his recruits. He's an Al Pacino type. Um, yeah. uh, we were talking last night on our way back from Union 50 whilst waiting for Taco Bell, and we nearly got started on this, and I just remembered, and that's why I was like, we gotta do this, because we haven't done the podcast yet. And, uh, we were talking yesterday night, um... Oh, we had a big dichotomy, yeah. like, which, yeah. If, is, is John Mayer one of, is John Mayer potentially the world's best guitarist in the way that Harry Kane is potentially the world's best goal scorer because, like, I, you know, I know way too many Tottenham fans if we're going we're going over to English soccer. Harry Kane, I believe, leading the Premier League in goals. Still is, yes. Slightly above Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. But uh, doing crazy stuff, has been doing crazy stuff, just seems to be a normal human being uh, who just puts it in the back of the net all the time. And uh, the dude doesn't like to score from more than six yards away. No, but he's always in. And then he's always open. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it either. I've been watching soccer for 30-some years now, and I can't figure it out. What's the information on, like, him as compared to Ronaldo and Messi right now? You always tell me that, and I forget. Because that's what makes this interesting. Everybody's like, like, obviously, Messi and Ronaldo are in a different league, but, like, The top scorer is in Europe right now? Yeah. Yeah, look it up Um, on your phone. Well, it turns out that uh, Messi and Ronaldo are not in the top five. What is it? What's right the top now for five? This, for this season. So the top five, um, the Golden Shoe, Europe's top scorers in all comps. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Kane, number one, 23. Mo Salah, uh, 22. This must just be... Oh, this is domestic scoring. So this is the top scorers... In each country. In their domestic... No, this is the, the top scorers in their domestic league. Yeah. So, like, the first guy... So here the is. first guy that's not a Premier League guy is number four, Cavani, at 21. Hmm. Uh, Messi's all the way down at number seven with 20 goals. Man, we want the all-comps. Well, in the calendar year of 2017, Harry was the top goal scorer in all comps. So for 2017, he was the top scorer. And the dude, here's here's what's bizarre. The guy had 56 goals in 52 appearances. Of the top five... Which are Harry Kane one, Messi two, Lewandowski three, R- Christy Ronaldo four, and Edinson Cavani five. Hmm. Harry had the lowest appearances, the fewest appearances. Wow! So he scored fifty six goals in fifty two appearances. Messi was second with fifty four goals in sixty four appearances. That's fucking dirty, man. 
Lewandowski's 53 goals and 55 appearances, which are, that's insane. Yeah. Um, uh, Christie, 53 and 59. And Cavani, 53 and 62. So that being said, it's like right now, current climate, Harry's kind of doing the most work, getting the most bang for his buck. Maybe not the spectacular goals, but some that are obviously spectacular, but most are just functional, and he's getting in, and it Mm -hmm. always comes through. And for some reason, he always gets under, he always gets underappreciated by analysts. Mm -hmm. They're like, uh, Harry Kane has won the Golden Boot in the Premier League the last two seasons, and is on track to win it again if Mo Salah doesn't go off. Yeah. Um, He was the top leading scorer, or he's the leading scorer in all comps last year. Yeah. But it, but it's like there's always this asterisk beside him because he doesn't. When he's scoring goals, they're not messy goals where he's lacing through eleven guys. Yeah. When he's uh, for some reason for some reason it's it, when you talk to people it's almost like for some reason even Sergio Aguero's better than Harry Kane for some reason. People That's are like, well, Harry Kane's. A, a great goal scorer, but I mean, Sergio, that's like, how many times in a row does the dude have to beat that guy Yeah. before <laughs> before he's going to get credit for being as good as he is? And I think that's kind of the same way that Mayer is, to tie it back to our question. Yeah, we were talking blues guitarists and English soccer people, and, like, John Mayer's probably, like, the guitar hero of our generation. I can't really think of who else would be. Derek Trucks, maybe? Yeah. In terms but like, of like from people who are between thirty and fifty. Yeah, but I'm talking like I mean, not to take away from Derek Trucks, but it's like. But I think if you talk to like, if like you talk May to like doing guitar... the whole thing where it's like songwriter performer. Mm. Yeah, I'll even throw in pop icon. I don't really give a shit about that, but like he is like for being a dude who's like a, a legit like celebrity, like who's in it like. I feel like he's just going to be remembered for a long time as one of the greats. Like, he plays as well as anybody that I can think of, like, growing up with. Like, I mean, he can play anything Stevie Ray does. And, yeah, and, like, wants to expand. I've seen him improve. I've seen him get better. I've seen him, but he's not playing. Yeah. He's not playing guitar hero. Yeah, he's not shredding. Music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, Joe Bonamassa gets a lot of... Yeah, a lot of hype. Gary Clark Jr. gets a lot of hype. Gary Clark is good. I They're think all Mayer, great. I think Mayer's better. They're all great. I'm just saying, like, there has to be an in appreciating guitar playing. Mm. There has to be an element of appreciating um, melody mm-hmm. and structure and uh, form and build and all those types of things, like. I guess I'm just not entirely impressed by someone who just plays really fast. Yeah. Or someone who has really wild licks or yeah. so like I want to know how that fits within a context of the whole form. Too. Like how yeah. how does that go into a song and does it serve the song in the best way and 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 it's one of those things where you like look at Harry Harry Kane scoring goals yeah easily. Yeah. And topping to top the league yeah. and topping Europe and doing all that. Sh- he's mm-hmm. just getting the job done. And yeah. I think as a to- as a Tottenham diehard, we'd be n- terrible if we didn't have him. Yeah, like we'd be. He's it, hard to remove from the equation. We'd be, we'd be up a creek, you know. Yeah. And you, and and so, a guy who is that vital. Yeah. 
And a guy who's that prolific and a guy who's been that consistent. A gal who drinks water. A gal who drinks water. And uh, I think you just got to respect that and finally just go, the dude's the best goal scorer in the world right now. It's the yeah. same way I kind of feel about Mare. It's like, no, he's not playing traditional blues. No, yeah. he's not playing Guitar Hero type stuff. No, he's not a guy who's going to go out and go on just to like... I play really cool guitar tour where he just plays guitar the yeah. whole time like some of these other but guys do. But it can also do. be humbled to like do the Grateful Dead thing. Like what mm -hmm. a unique thing to do at that point of his career. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm going to become a cog in a machine, mm -hmm. you know, and, and be a part of this thing that is so classic and so important to a g different generation of rock fans and like yeah. just working there. And it yeah. kind of like... But really like to the that's fabric like, That's of like Harry not well. making... That's like Harry making a, a sneaky, humbled run. You know, the way he does, the way he just kind of sneaks and stays and, and is quiet. Harry's not, Harry's not a soloist mm. all the time. He just, he plays the part when he needs to be there mm -hmm. that is essential to everything yeah, working. And that's kind of like, yeah. I can't help but think of that with Mayer. Like, I'm probably the best working guitarist in the world. I could make everything for myself off my guitar I'm gonna go have this experience that's gonna grow me, mm. and and honestly, like expose them to to a totally different generation yeah. of people. Like, I mean, I've talked to a lot of like deadheads who are in the fifty to sixty range who like had really never heard of John Mayer, and then yeah. were and then just get their faces melted mm. by him, mm. just grooving with the dead for like yeah. you know some twenty minute jam, and he yeah. always keeps it lively and yeah. and always knows his he's role. A, he's a guy who's always trying to improve. Like you follow yeah. him on social media and he's a dude that just sits in his room and just plays guitar all night yeah. just trying to get better and that's he can literally admirable. teach a clinic. What he could write the he book. Could, yeah. What are your thoughts what are your thoughts on the Grateful Dead? We never talked about him. I've was, never been able to, to tackle it. It's okay. Been, it's almost like it's a bite that is too big for me to chew. So like I um just kinda came in at the wrong time. Uh I guess what I mean is I came in at the wrong time. Because what we're really getting at, I think, when you talk about the Grateful Dead, being a person who doesn't know anything about the Grateful Dead, is that's the beginning of jam band culture, I feel like. It's I like... Was, I was going to say, I'm so interested in your opinion on on the dead, just, yeah. just because of the way that I view it, that Dave Matthews wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the dead. I agree. I agree. I think I and think, that's huge for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it begins a lot of a lot of that kind of thing because it was kind of like huge drugs in the sixties and seventies and everything. And it's just they're kind of just the first band who was like, "Yeah, why don't we not stop? Like, why don't, <coughs> what else would we be doing? Like, why what don't would we, just, we be doing that would be more fun? Yeah, let's really let it let this. it evolve here. And yeah. like, I mean, and then now you have like. You know, I feel like Fish came after that, which was a different flavor, mm -hmm. um, and and you know, culty in the same way. And then Dave was kind of like the packaged version of it, where you could have radio hits for a jam band, but when you go see them live, it's it's a very different experience. Mm -hmm. And and Dave Matthews Band, I feel like, was the kind of crossover to that. But like. Um, it is funny with Grateful Dead because, yeah, some, I mean, there have been a couple times where I go back and I try and listen and stuff, and it's and it you kind of feel like an outsider at the party. I felt that way when I saw, like, Fish play live, you know, and, like, I imagine a lot of people feel that way when, you know, with Dave Matthews Band. I'm, Dave is the only one where, like, I know all the things you do at the concert, mm -hmm. like all the crowd participation mm -hmm. things, and, like, at the Fish show, 
there were there were so many things where I was like, whoa, okay, that's a thing they do, and like Rocky Horror Picture Show. It is a little bit like that, and like and so like with Grateful Dead, you know, I'm I kind of like yeah, this is not as tight as like Fish Mm. or as tight as Dave Matthews Band, but at the same time, nobody was doing anything like that before. Mm. Like to hear a bunch of dudes jam on something for like twenty minutes at that time must have been pretty amazing, you know, because you just, there's no end in sight and, you, and you're and you on LSD and, like, Vietnam is raging and you're just like, let's go, man. And, like, that had to be amazing. But, like, yeah, I, for me, for me, it's always been harder to, to step back and reconnect with that, you know. Even when Mayor was playing, like, I could appreciate everything that was going on, but I was kind of like... This isn't my this isn't my car mm-hmm. to drive. This yeah. is somebody else's and stuff. I've never been able to get into it, but uh, but I mean you know I I never really got into Dave Matthews either. Uh-huh. Um, I just I kind of missed I missed that whole thing. I just it, yeah. it somehow they have passed passed by me. Yeah, They've passed by each other that thing and I I guess I don't know. Um, but I I just. I think that like Mayor choosing to do that as a guy who is, who seems at least to me being mm-hmm. a person who has never even seen his face closer than three hundred yards away. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a, a good, as good a grip on his psyche as I would like yeah. to admit. We don't know the dude, uh, but uh, he just like seems to me to be a guy who's constantly in the mood to challenge himself and try to do something different and do something better and and and, and be be a better guitar player and and he doesn't seem to like put anything off of the of the uh, off of the table which mm-hmm. i guess is like another that's what always that's like another hairy thing you know like yeah. harry's like i want the ball to end up in the back of the net yeah if i if it has to be ugly yeah if it has to be like if i have it has to be something that i'm not the best at like i like if it has to be something where i have to get my hands dirty yeah i just care that the ball's in the back of the net and they're not and and soccer unlike a lot of sports yeah and then but there's there's some similarities to other sports i guess too but like unlike a lot of sports like there are players who won't take those goals Mm mm-hmm you know, you see it every. You see players who will not do that. You yeah. Know? Like we've talked before about how much I love loved Brian McBride as a yeah. U.S. Men's National Team player because the guy just it, there was hardly ever a match where he didn't come off with a black eye or like yeah. had to have his head wrapped because he got bloody. Yeah. Like he, the dude was just throwing his body in front of the goal. Yeah. Trying to get goals and that was it. And he didn't yeah. care if it was ugly or or what. And uh, and I Harry plays like that. Yeah, and uh, I think that's kind of refreshing. But but it's interesting that we we talked about that last night. That that thing kind of kind of came around organically. The yeah, Harry Kane as a metaphor for John Mayer. Yeah, because I'm such massive a massive fan of both things. Yeah, but had never seen any kind of parallel before. But when you start to think of it in that way, there are a lot kind of yeah. a lot of parallels. The big the big parallel that I that I think about a lot is like, you know, it's like. Mayor can do so many things. I think he's so far from removed now from any idea of proving that he's good. Just the door is open for him to do whatever he wants. And like when you see him, like we watched something where he was at an award show last night playing a flying V for some freaking reason, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, and and doing kind of like this 
This is a riff through time. What did he do? Like no, he a, did BB uh, King. He did. Uh, yeah, he did. I'm not gonna be able to remember. I think he did Robert Johnson into BB King into into. Yeah. The, like similar similar melody lines. Into Albert King, I think. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah. He did like just to see how the way it the way it progressed. And, and the guy can like walk through time. And his styles of blues guitar. He can give you Texas blues. He yeah. can give you Robert Johnson. Yeah. He can give you Clapton. He can give you Hendrix. Yeah. He can give you his own style. He can yeah. give you Jeff Beck. And he gets to just pick and choose. And he does all of them. Complication aside, the expression by which yeah. he goes about things is always uh, always captivating. And yeah. like... Like you, you can... I feel like you can hand... You might find guitar players where you'd go, this guy's a better guitar player than John Mayer. But if you put the two of them on a stage together and said, we're going to play 10 different songs from 10 different genres and you have to perform each of them along with this band. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody that, could, yeah. that can pull that off the way he could. Yeah. yeah. Because he did, like, like, I don't think there's any, like, pick up Joe Bonamassa mm-hmm. and put him on a tour with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that's what I was gonna that's bring not up. Gonna, it's not gonna happen. Because Dave like, Chappelle like, kept on being like, yeah. Dave Chappelle was quoted like, because he went, they went on that tour. If you don't know about it, Dave Chappelle and John Mayer go on the road, and it was essentially John Mayer plays four or five songs. Controlled danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Dave Chappelle does some stand up, and then they come on stage and just wing it. And like, so Dave Chappelle would be telling a story, and John Mayer would be using the guitar to provide like sound effects and mm-hmm. and like mood music for mm-hmm. the thing. And Dave Chappelle was just like. The dude doesn't just play guitar. He can make the guitar into anything he wants. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the Instagram little post that he did where it was him and they were in rehearsal for this last tour and him and like his, his other guitarists were doing uh, like DJ scratching, like, like on the deck guitar? scratching competitions back and forth on the, just on the strings with their pick. No. And it was just like, it was just like, that's just a funny thing. Like his Instagram is amazing. Also the one, the one where he's doing piano, the piano one is so funny. The dude is still makes me laugh. Yeah. Still makes me laugh. Yeah. Follow John Mayer on Instagram. You won't be disappointed. And he's so hateable because he's so funny. And so he handsome and he dates all the, there are no women left for him to date gotta be a sad realization it's gotta be where do you go from here realization i i I don't know what happens he'll be dating jennifer lawrence soon it's only a matter of time you think it's only a matter of time that would make me so happy yeah i really wanted him to end up with Katy perry oh you did if we're gonna like the people magazine version of this interview or this discussion i I was really hoping that would work out I don't. I don't For think, like no other reason. I don't even reason. have anything against her. But I was like going back. For I was, no other real reason that I just don't know that I find anyone on the planet sexier than her. Like Really? In a I weird don't know way. about some of her tunes, dude. Like I'm generally a fan. The new record sucked so bad. God, man. It was so and bad. And that's what I mean. It takes somebody putting out a record and I'm like, wait, have you been fooling me this whole time? That's kind of how I feel about... swish, swish, bish song. That See, that was the one I kind of liked. I thought it was me, so I funny. I wanted to put my boom, boom, hand in a garbage boom, disposal. Boom, 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 swish, bish. Another one in the basket. Oh, dude, it just, but it doesn't like... Another one in the basket. It's somehow a pop song that doesn't rhyme and doesn't have a hook. It was so trendy. I hated it. It was like a Twitter post of a song. <laughs> it really was. It really was. Or an Instagram story. I thought it was going to be bigger than it was. It kind of flared up and went away. Yeah. 
Do you know? Do you listen to? Um, none of the other songs are good, but I was crazy about a Selena Gomez song for a while called "Bad Liar." I don't. I think she's one. I you know me I, that yeah. I I have a lot of fun Spotify games I play where I just go pick an album I think I'm gonna hate and make myself listen to it and like yeah. try to enjoy it and like yeah. stuff like that. So I've done a lot of those things, but I think Selena Gomez <sighs> is one that I have. I've never gone back and. Explored. She only has one that I like, but Bad Liar is so good. I can tell you I have a big old crush on uh, most of the songs of Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Those, those, those just tunes are crazy. Yeah. Talk about, like, there was this trend there for a while, and I think it might be kind of disappearing a little bit, but, mm-hmm. it, but it was very prevalent for a while, but there was no chorus. Mm-hmm. Like, where everything went like this. Like, yeah. Everything was like this big build-up. We're going to do Yeah, and something fucking explodes. And there'd just be some, like, and then just go to this, just like... Just fucking noise instead of a refrain. Or, like, some... Like, there was saxophone was a thing for a the, while. The or software synthy sax. Everything was saxophone yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Like, some, like, weird thing. Yeah. And But there's no chorus ever. Like, there's no, like, thing you could sing along to. And all the songwriters said... Okay. We don't have to. We don't have to have a hook anymore. I didn't ever think of that. Okay. <laughs> and that was a thing for a while, and 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 I thought Ariana Grande was just brilliant at it. And yeah. I'm sure she's probably has a minimal amount to do with yeah, like right. the way, especially yeah. the way the instrumentation sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a um, obviously. Yeah, uh, but whoever she was working with, Fun. as a producer in that way. But uh, I really love. Did you get into the new Kesha record? Uh, a little bit. I really, I really don't. Oh, really, I thought really she like was it. absolutely robbed at the mm-hmm. Grammys. Yeah. That song "Pray." Yeah. Is killer. I thought, I thought "Woman" deserved. I like that credit. song. A that lot. song is a banger. I like that song a lot, dude. The Dap Kings. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I've been like a very non-closeted Kesha fan for a while. Yeah. I like a I'm, lot of Kesha I'm songs. I'm kind of an unabashed Kesha I had a dance fan teacher in college and we used to warm up to the Kesha album before dance class and Which I was one? like, this isn't too bad. That's the kind of oh, fan the, I am. Oh, the biggest one. Back when she had the dollar sign. Yeah. Um, yeah, read the Harry stats. We, thought, fi- we finally found Warrior, the Harry stats. I thought Warrior was a great record. That might have been it. There was one with, uh, it was, I guess it was probably the one after. Yeah. The one you're talking about. But what I, I did find, um, was all goals and all comps. So yeah. as of right now, goals and all comps, number one in the world, or in Europe, I guess, um, Harry Kane, 34 goals and 35 matches. Number two, Kun Aguero, 31 goals and 36 matches. Number three, Edinson Cavani, 31 goals and 37 matches. Ciro, Ciro Immobile, oh, uh, 31 goals and 33 matches. Um, Neymar, 30, Neymar, 30 in 31. Mo Salah, 30 in 37. Lewandowski, 29 in 33. And there's Messi way down there, 28 in 39. Baz Dost, is a 27 uh, dude for, I think it's Celtic he plays for, right? That's li- Sporting Lisbon. Who's Lisbon? Baz Dost? Yeah, oh, yeah, sporting, sporting Lisbon. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's from the Netherlands. Maybe that's why we don't know him because they How have we never heard of a guy to, that's doing that kind of that, stuff. I know the name, but he's never he's he hasn't gotten to play in any uh, 
Yeah. He's not going to get to play in any international Who's that United boy down there? Pogba? Yeah, Pogba's... What happened? Did I... Did I... Oh, I... It's talking about the most expensive... I hit the button in it. Uh, most expensive? Most ex- I was going to say, fuck, was not having that it, kind of a it season, man. by most expensive instead of by uh, by that. But, uh, yeah, Bust Austin. Then uh, Abalbacar? I don't know who he is either. He's got 27 and 35. And then Christie's down there at 26 and 30. And then Lukaku's under him at 24 and 41. Yeah, I was going to say... So there's kind of a drop off in like the effectiveness yeah. there, and then Falcao. Who'd have thought? Reed Harry at the top again. What is it? Thirty-four goals and thirty-five comps. Like, how do you be that effective and then still have people that have a damn asterisk next to your name every time they talk about him? It's always like people are afraid. I think that's the that's the the thing that ties Mayor and Harry together the most. People in a discussion with like-minded soccer mm-hmm. individuals are mm-hmm. afraid to yeah. say Harry Kane's the best player in the world because in the same way yeah. that people are afraid to say John Mayer's the best player. It's like people always knock Harry Kane for being a little more fundamental, uh-huh. for lack of a better he's word. Too fundamental. He's too Basic. He's, he's Tim Duncan. Yeah, he is Tim Duncan. But like... Nobody wants to talk about Tim Duncan in, 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 yeah. like, in like the top two or three yeah. players of all time. Because he's not cutting people up yeah. when he's, he's just scoring yeah. and doing it again and again and again. Right. Just in the same way that people kind of want to be like... John Mayer, best guitarist in the world? No, he's a pop star. Whatever he did, your body is a wonderland. Yeah, your body is a wonderland. He can't be the best guitarist in the world. Look, that's got a good fusion jazz break in it. That bridge of your body is a wonderland? That's sexy, dude. He deserves it. He deserves everything. I still to this day think that if you want love, we'll make it is one of the simplest and best lines. I love that line. A deep sea of blankets. Yeah. That one's not as good. No. <laughs> it's like someone handed you a plate of delicious food and spit in the middle of it. You bubble gum tongue. Mm. It's yeah. a little rough. Yeah, it's But a if rough you one. want love, we'll make it. I think that's a great yeah. line. Just like old boy had a great line the other night when he said, uh, you took your coat and your hat, but you didn't make no chicken soup. It's like, that Dude. just paints, that paints me a picture of life in oh, that home. boy. In a way... You didn't make no chicken soup. You didn't make no chicken soup. Ladies, don't take your coat and your hat without making some chicken soup for your man. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do shit for your man. Yeah. Be independent. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but it'd be nice to. <clears throat> Who doesn't love a chicken soup? I do shit for my lady all the time. Uh, this is the Quintet Podcast. <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. We just wanted to talk about Harry Kane and John Mayer. Um, yeah, and we... We covered a lot of other topics. We want to, we we want to talk to you more here coming up. We're yeah. in Indianapolis for one more night tonight, 10 o'clock to 12.30 a.m. And then we go on to Paducah. Got Jay, speaking of guitar players, we got Jake, oh, Jake, Jake Anderson it. playing with us tonight. Yeah. So. It's going to be cool. It's going to be it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, and so we're going to post tour dates underneath this, and, uh, and uh, we'll be talking more in the future. Um, so get money. Uh, we're... At BLC official and at Ryan and Brewer. Yeah. So well, feel free to call us idiots for any of the things we've yeah, said. We'll post all the links. Uh, take it easy. I hope you have a good weekend, people. Bye. See ya.